the thief comes not except to steal, kill, and destroy. I have come that you might have an enjoy life, life in abundance until it overflows. Discover how to live the abundant life in Christ through the ministry of Pastor Oseyao Afwakwa. Pastor Afwakwa is the founder and general overseer of Embassy of Life Chapel, a thriving ministry headquartered in Kumasi with a network of churches in Kumasi and Accra, Ghana. God has commissioned him to train believers through the teaching of the good news of the kingdom to know God better, live life better, and impact the world better. Get set for an empowerment that will enable you to live a life of all-round victory, success, and limitless prosperity. God bless you as you listen. Spirit of God, help me today to help your people. Let your word come with simplicity and understanding. Let everyone watching the service now or may watch it thereafter, let their lives never be the same. Be glorified as your word goes forth in Jesus' precious name. Amen and amen. Great. Philippians chapter 2 verse 5 has been the foundation for our teaching. It says that we must have the same attitude that Jesus had. There was an attitude Jesus had. And that attitude guided his life while he was on earth. And that attitude saw him to great heights in life. The Bible says, Wherefore God also had highly exalted him and given him a name that is above every name. How did Jesus come by a name that is above every name? How could he live such an impactful life that 2,000 years plus and beyond we are still celebrating his life? The impact, the fruit of his life is still impacting too many people. How did he do it? He governed his life. He had a certain attitude. He had a certain posture in life that you and I must also acquire if we must succeed and be all that God will have us be in life. And that is why we've been looking at this series called Attitudes for Altitudes. I know you want to get to higher altitudes in life, higher altitudes in your marriage, higher altitudes in your relationships, higher altitudes in your academics. These are attitude, timeless attitudes that when embraced, and they become part and parcel of your life. They can help you to become all that God will have you be. So I'm glad taking you through this. And I pray that you take these lessons very seriously in every area of your life in Jesus' precious name. Well, we began looking at attitudes towards God. Because if the foundations be destroyed, the righteous can do nothing. And we said that if you are going to succeed in life, it begins with a positive attitude towards God. You need a positive attitude towards God. I need a positive attitude towards God. Some people feel that God is against them. Some people feel that God is a reason for their failure. Some people feel that God is a reason why they are where they are. They simply don't understand God. They simply don't have a positive attitude towards God. And until you and I develop a positive attitude towards God, there is no way we can become all that God has wired us to become. In our last episode, I tried to establish the fact that if you are going to have a positive attitude towards God, then we need to raise four pillars in our lives. The first pillar is to acknowledge God's place in our lives. If you are going to have a positive attitude towards God, you have to acknowledge God's place in your life. 
He's the one who made you. He's the one who loves you. He's the one who has the best plans and great plans for your life. And you need to know that. Acknowledge his place in your life. That's where it starts from. And then you don't just acknowledge his place in your life. You also go ahead and make him the priority of your life. Your life must be built around Christ. It must not be built around your job. It must not be built around your children. It must not be built around your family. Your life must be built around Christ and his word. When Jesus becomes the center, then you are sure that your boat will sail no matter the storms you come through. And then, of course, I also established the fact that beyond making him a priority, you need to discover and follow his purpose for your life. Acknowledge his place, make him a priority, follow his purpose for your life, and then depend on his power daily. When these four pillars are raised in your life, there's no doubt you're going to have a positive attitude towards God, and you're going to get the best of God in your life as well. The Bible says, humble yourself therefore under the mighty hand of God, that he may exhort you in due season. There's a certain posture when you develop or you adopt towards God. He makes sure that everything that concerns your life goes well. And I see your life doing well. I see you excelling. I see you do well in your family. I see you do well in every good area of your life. In Jesus' precious name, amen and amen. Okay, so today we want to take it a step further and we are looking at attitude towards life. Attitude towards life. The next important attitude I believe we need to consider having looked at attitude towards God is attitude towards life. What's your attitude towards life? What's your view towards life? And this is key because a life begins with God. The Bible says in Genesis, in the beginning, God. So life begins with God. Life begins with God. Some people say life begins at 40. No, life begins with God. When you discover God and you begin to enter a meaningful relationship with him, a meaningful and impactful life on earth has just begun for you. And we want to look at Luke chapter 12, verse 15 to 21. He said, then he said to them, watch out, be on guard against all kinds of greed. Life, take note of the word, life does not consist in the abundance of possessions. Many people view life differently. Some people view life as a means to accumulate as much as possible while on earth. And it's great to have good stuff in your life. It's great to have a good car. It's great to have a good house. It's great to have all the good things in life. Solomon pursued them. And at the end of it all, the man who had so much of all of these things concluded that life outside God is vanity upon vanity. And Jesus is instructing these guys here and he tells them that be careful that your approach, your attitude towards life will not be one of accumulation. It will not be one of just adding and on, adding on and adding on and piling up stuff, stockpiling stuff. He said life is more than stuff. Life is more than what you have. Life is more than the car you drive. Life is more than your address. Life is more than every other thing else. A man's life does not consist in the abundance of things which he possesses. And then he gave a parable. He told them a parable, this one. The ground of a certain rich man, he did an abundant harvest. And he thought to himself, what shall I do? I have no place to store my crops. Then he said, this is what I will do. I will tear down my barns and build bigger ones. And there I will store my surplus grain. I will say to myself, you have plenty of grain laid up for many years. Take life easy. Eat, drink, and be merry. But God said to him, you fool, 
this very night, your life will be demanded from you. Then who will get what you have prepared for yourself? This is how it will be with whoever stores up things for themselves, but is not rich towards God. So you can be rich in things and not be rich towards God. That was the lot of this man. His philosophy about life was to get and get and get and get. And he got everything except that in all his getting, he lost out God. No matter what you have, when you have God, you have everything. But when you don't have God and you have everything, you will soon lose it. The Bible says, whosoever heareth these things of mine, Matthew 7, verse 24, and doeth them, I will liken him to a wise man which built his house upon the rock. He says the flood came, the wind came, the storm came, and the house stood still. Why? Because it was founded upon the rock. You see, this guy's life could not stand. When a rocky time came, when God demanded a life, there was nothing to hold on to because everything was had been invested in things. Nothing had been invested in a rich relationship with God. That's why our view of life is so, so, so important. Sometimes do you take time to wonder why some people seem to get so much out of life? They are able to do so much with their life, to advance so much. They are able to impact so many people in their lifetime. And yet, other people also are barely getting along in life. They are not able to make the most of their life. They seem to be blaming others. They seem to be complaining. Life seems to be so hard for such people. And sometimes you wonder whether it is God who designed it so. Well, we are looking at some of these things that sometimes account for some of these things, unfortunate situations we see in life. Different people view life differently. There are some people who view life as a mystery. For them, everything about life is a mystery and is a mystery. They simply think that you don't have a role to play in life. Their understanding of mystery is that whatever will happen will happen. No matter what you do, this is how things are going to turn out. And they go through life like that. There are those who also see life as a game. And so they play it along. They don't take it seriously. They think that at the end of the day, they are not the ones who are likely to win the game of life. So they go through life as losers. They don't have great dreams. They don't have great ambitions in life. And they go through life like that. And there are those who also see life only as spiritual. So they spend a great deal of their time investing in spiritual things. And it's great. You have to understand that I will be the last person not to tell you that life is not spiritual. Life is spiritual. But life is not only spiritual. Life is also natural. Take time to laugh. The same people who view life as spiritual, they make time to eat. They do all the other things that natural people do. And so you have to understand that life is lived on two planes. There's a spiritual side of life and there's a natural side of life. And if your only view of life is spiritual, you, you have a lopsided view of life and you get the best out of life. And there are people who also view life as only natural. If you look at this man, the rich fool here, you can see that his view of life was only natural. So he was only investing in his natural life, taking care of his business, taking care of his academics. No time for church, no time for Bible, no time to fellowship with God's people. No, there was nothing like that in his life. All he knew was his work, 
his children, and probably that was all. But life was beyond that. And so when it mattered most, he didn't have what it takes. The Bible says, if you faint in the day of adversity, your strength is small. May your strength not be small in the day of adversity. What I'm seeking to do with this particular episode and maybe the ones that will follow is to try and establish a biblical view of life because your view of life will affect your attitude towards life. Understand that. How you view life will influence your attitude towards it. If you view life as a mystery, it will influence your attitude towards it. If you view life as a game, it will influence your attitude towards it. If you feel that life is something that is designed for other people but not for you, that will also show. So what biblical views of life must we embrace so that we can have a positive attitude towards life? The first one I want us to consider today is that life is a gift. Yes, life is a gift. Life is a gift. Acts chapter 17, verse 24 to 25, this is what scripture says. He's the God who made the world and everything in it. Since he's Lord of heaven and earth, he doesn't live in man-made temples. And human hands can't serve his needs, for he has no needs. He himself, please take note of this. He himself gives life and breath to everything. He satisfies every need. Wow. God is a giver of life. God is a giver of breath. And God is the one who satisfies our every need. That's what scripture says. This is a biblical view of life. This is how you and I must look at life. You can't look at life from your natural perspective only. You have to look at life from the creator's viewpoint. You have to look at life from the one who made all things. That's why the Bible says that he is a God who made the world and everything. He's the one who made it. And so having made life, when he says that this is what life is about, that is exactly what life must be about. And know what you think, what you want, what you feel. No, life must be viewed from the creator's point of view. That is it. From the creator's point of view, we see that life is a gift. The same text in the King James Version, he said, God who made the world and everything in it, since he is Lord of heaven and earth, and does not dwell in temples made with hands, nor is he worshipped with man's hands as though he needed anything, since he gives to all life. He gives to all life, breath and all things. God gives to all life. The life you have now, which has given you the capacity today, is a gift God gave you. That's it. Life is a gift. Life is a gift. And so James, chapter 1, verse 16 to 18, the Bible said, Do not err, my beloved brethren. This is what James is saying. He said, don't get it twisted. Don't get it wrong. Be careful you don't fall into an error a lot of people are falling into already. What is the error? Every good thing and every perfect thing is from above. And it cometh from the Father of light, with whom is no shadow of turning. That's what he's saying. He said, don't get it twisted. Because if you get it twisted, you will mess up. You will lose out in life. He says, every good thing in this life, every perfect thing, it's from above. It comes from God. It's a gift from God. May you understand and catch this revelation that life is a gift. Life is a gift. Life is a gift. It's a gift. And as a gift, our attitude towards it must be shaped by four things. Four great attitudes we must cultivate towards life as a gift. So today we are looking at life as a gift. Life as a gift means that we have to have an attitude of gratitude towards life. That's it. You have to be grateful for life. 
life. Be grateful for life. Have you met people who were not grateful for life? They are not grateful. They look so uh, sorrowful every time. They seem to be complaining. They seem to be bitter about life. They feel that God has not been fair to them. Life has not been fair to them. I mean, those, they are very difficult people to really hang around. But I want you to be different. I want you to be grateful for life. You have to be grateful. Thank God for the gift of life. That was the posture the man David had. David had a beautiful posture towards life. And it was a life. It was a, a life of gratitude. It was a posture of gratitude. David was grateful. Very, very grateful for life. Look at Psalm 139 verse 13 to 18. Let's look at the man David and what his posture was towards life. He said, you made all the delicate and inner parts of my body and knit me together in my mother's womb. Thank you for making me so wonderfully complex. May I ask you this morning, have you ever spent time thanking God for making you, making you complex? You look at yourself sometimes in the mirror and you think you are ugly, so you don't see a need to thank God for. But I want you to know your pointed nose is a nose somebody desired that he had. The way your eyes are, that you are so uncomfortable with, you think your eyes are too big. Others desire that they had your kind of eyes. You think your ears are some way. <laughs> that is the same nature of ears somebody is looking for. You have to be grateful for life. God has made you complex with all your temperament, with all your different positions that people find it very difficult to sometimes get along with you. People may not like you. People may have a difficulty with certain aspects of your personality, but hey, that is how God made you, and you need to be grateful for it. I'm not saying that be satisfied with it and don't seek to improve in, uh, on the areas of your life that needs improvement. But I want you to appreciate that you can't continue to be bitter. You can't go through life being ungrateful to God about where you were born, ungrateful to God for the color of your skin, for your race, for your tribe. I mean, people have all kinds of things. They are not grateful for the home they were born into. They are not grateful for the school they attended. They are not grateful. They, they are just not grateful for anything. They don't thank God for life. They don't thank God for their parents. They can't simply see a reason to be grateful. But I want you to know that if you look at how God has made you and wired you, huh, a lot has gone into you. David said, God has made me complex, intricately complex. That's it. He said, you watched me as I was being formed in utter seclusion. Now look at this. Look at, let's go back to 14. Thank God for making me so wonderfully complex. Your workmanship is marvelous. How well I know it. Ooh, your workmanship is complex. God's workmanship is you. According to the book of Ephesians, he says, for we are his workmanship. We are his handicraft. We are the product." His workmanship. David said, your workmanship is so marvelous and I know it. May you begin to know that God has made you wonderful. He said, I am fearfully and wonderfully made that my soul knows it right well. May you come to a place of real knowledge where you appreciate that God has made you complex and beautiful. He has a purpose for your life. Every part of your being is designed to fulfill that purpose. So what I'm saying is that be grateful. Be grateful for life. Be grateful for where you were born. Be grateful for your tribe. Be grateful for your mother. They may not be like other people's mothers, other people's parents, but that's what you have. And you have to be grateful for it. Be grateful for the relationships you have in your life. That's the first attitude you must have towards life. As a gift, 
as a gift. Life as a gift demands that you embrace it with a grateful posture. Number two, life as a gift demands that you accept it. Accept your lot in life. And this is Solomon speaking. He said, it is a good thing. That is Ecclesiastes 5.19. It's a good thing to receive wealth from God and the good health to enjoy it. To enjoy your work and accept your lot in life, this indeed is a gift from God. So you must learn to accept your lot in life. One of the most miserable ways to live is to go through life, wishing all your life that you were like somebody else. There are people who go through life. They wish they were as tall as somebody else. They were as fair as somebody else. They had as much money as somebody else. They had gone to school as somebody else. They had lived as somebody else. Listen, if you continue to live your life like that, you will be most miserable the rest of your life. Life was not designed to be like that. So accept your lot because no matter how you wish you were like somebody else, you will never be like that person because you were not designed to be like somebody else. God made you unique and he made you unique for a purpose. Accept that reality. So accept it. Accept your lot in life. Don't go through life comparing yourself with other people. It will make you miserable. It will never cause you to rise to the occasion and be all that God will have you become. God has a great purpose for your life. God has a great assignment for your life. And it is all wired into your makeup. You are who you are because of what God has in stock for you. And so you have to accept it. Learn to accept your lot. Accept where you were born. Have you seen people who are trying to bleach their skin? It's all because they are failing to accept themselves. They can't accept themselves as dark skin and beautiful. So they must change their color and become fair and ugly. Why should that be the case? You wish you were tall. You wish you were this. You wish you were slim. You wish you were fat. How long will you continue to live your life on wishful thinking? Wishes that can never become a reality. It's too late. Make the most of your life. Accept your lot in life. Accept it. There are many things we can change about our lives. But listen, there are some things, they are default. They cannot be changed. Your height cannot be changed. Your skin color cannot be changed. You can do all kinds of artificial things. But listen, no matter how much of it you do, it can never be as close to what God originally made you. And most of the time, I realize that the more people try to do things to themselves to make them look different from what God originally made them to be, the more susceptible they open themselves to all kinds of sicknesses and disease. And people die prematurely because of that. Why should that be the case? Learn to accept your Lord. Number three, the third posture and attitude we must have towards life as a gift is that of enjoyment. Yes, you heard me. Enjoy your life. How can you enjoy your life? Number one, when you are grateful for the life. Number two, when you accept it just as it is, then you begin to enjoy. That's where it begins from. Why is it that God gave you life? You have not fully accepted that kind of life. You've not accepted the fact that you are black. You have not accepted the fact that you are short. You have not accepted the fact that this is who you are. This is your background. You were not born into a home where they had so much money. It doesn't mean that you can't live a meaningful life. It doesn't mean that you can't live a purposeful life. You can live life to the full. You can become all that God will have you become. But it begins when you learn to be grateful for the gift, Accept the gift and then you will begin to enjoy it. God gave you life to enjoy it. That's it. Yes, some religious minds cannot appreciate this fact. When God blesses you and puts some substance in your hands, enjoy your life. Go on vacation. Spend some time away with your family. Chill out. God wants you to chill. 
Life is so short that you would want to stress yourself all through. Take some time out and chill. Take some time out and enjoy your life. It will keep you healthy. It will help you to be more productive. You need it. Don't go through life with the stresses mentality, with the strugglers mentality. You are always struggling, 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 struggling. Listen, how long will you continue? You will struggle like this, and when you die, somebody will take over, and you will be enjoying and saying, ah, this guy was a foolish guy. He had all of this. He didn't enjoy any. Pause to enjoy your life. At every stage in life, I am of the great conviction that every stage in our lives, there is a measure and degree of enjoyment we can have. And you must decide that for yourself. I'm not saying that go spend your future playing and having fun today. No. But at every stage in your life, in your 30s, that's what you can enjoy. In your 20s, that's what you can enjoy. In your 40s, that's what you can enjoy. In your 50s, at every stage in life, there is something you can enjoy. And if you want to live long and live a meaningful and impactful life, learn to enjoy your life. John chapter 10, verse 10. This is what scripture says. The thieves comes in order to steal, to kill, and destroy. I came, amplified, says, I came that they might have and enjoy life. God wants you to have and enjoy life. I know you have life. That's why you are listening to me right now. But are you enjoying that life? Most people think that our ability to enjoy life is based on the material things we have. <laughs> you got it all wrong. You can enjoy your life without all those material things that people are talking about. There are others who have all of those things and they are still going through life very miserably. Enjoyment of life begins with a meaningful relationship with God, a meaningful relationship with God's people. You see, the people who enjoy their lives most are the people who have good relationships in their life, not necessarily so much money in their lives. When you have good relationship, of course, how these relationships sometimes are forged, money can sometimes help in, in building such meaningful relationships. But by and large, all of us, we have the chance to nurture rich and enduring strong relationships that will go a long way to make us enjoy our life. You can enjoy your life. The stage you are, you can enjoy it. And I want to challenge you to take some time out and enjoy your life. The end of the year is coming. Christmas is coming. Spend some time. Hang out with family. Hang out with friends. Don't go drinking alcohol and all of those things. That's not enjoyment. That is suicide. That's not what I'm talking about. Spend time with people who have similar dreams, similar goals. Christians, people with shared values. And go out to decent places and enjoy yourselves. You need it. The Bible says in 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 17, charge them that are rich in this world, that they be not high-minded, no trust in uncertain riches, but in the living God who giveth us all things to richly enjoy our lives. God gives us things so we can enjoy this life. God richly bless you and thank you so much. If you want to accept Jesus and make him your Lord and Savior, you want to say this prayer after me. Mean every word. And then believe it in your heart. Say, Lord Jesus, I confess that you are my Lord and my Savior. I believe with my heart that you died and rose again for me. By my belief, I am justified. And by my confession, I am saved. Thank you for saving me in Jesus' precious name. Amen. And amen. If you pray that prayer in faith, you are a new creation. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. God bless you. We we'll look forward to having you join us again and again. You are blessed.
Pastor Afuakwa has just placed in your hands the key for all-round victory, success, and limitless prosperity. Share your testimonies with us on 020-422-5790 or email us at embassyoflifechapel at gmail.com. Get interactive with Pastor Afuakwa on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. For more information, visit our website at www.embassyoflife.org. Fellowship with us this and every Sunday for our service at our headquarter church from 8.30 a.m. to 11 a.m. for our good news service. And on Wednesdays for our discovery service from 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. Our church auditorium is located on the top floor of Nanama Ejakuma Plaza opposite the Unity Oil Station, Santata Runabout, Kumasi, Ghana. Alternatively, you can join us online for our services on Embassy of Life Chapel, Facebook or YouTube pages. God richly bless you. No, no.